Hey, it's Danielle. Would you like a $50 Amazon gift card? Here is how you enter a chance to win. Right now, Failing Motherhood is turning four years old, and it's almost Mother's Day, so we're doing an annual drive for ratings and reviews, which are huge for search rankings, for potential listeners to find us, and for them to size up the quality of the podcast. So if you have been enjoying Failing Motherhood, whether this is your first few times listening or you've been here the whole time, I'm offering extra incentive to put in a quick two to three sentence review inside Apple. When you leave yours, screenshot it and then send it to me over Instagram DM or email. And I am going to give one listener that leaves a review a $50 Amazon gift card on Mother's Day. We have some really exciting failing fatherhood episodes coming up. So please follow the podcast if you haven't yet and leave that rating or review so that more moms and more parents know they are not alone if they feel like they're failing their child on a daily basis. We need each other and I'm so grateful you are here. Ever feel like you suck at this job? Motherhood, I mean. Have too much anxiety and not enough patience. Too much yelling, not enough play. There's no manual, no village, no guarantees. The stakes are high. We want so badly to get it right. But this is survival mode. We're just trying to make it to bedtime. So if you're full of mom guilt, your temper scares you. You feel like you're screwing everything up and you're afraid to admit any of those things out loud. This podcast is for you. This is Failing Motherhood. I'm Danielle Batman, and each week we'll chat with a mom ready to be real, sharing her insecurities, her fears, her failures, and her wins. We do not have it all figured out. That's not the goal. The goal is to remind you, you are the mom your kids need. They need what you have, you are good enough, and you're not alone. I hope you pop in earbuds, somehow sneak away, and get ready to hear some hope from the trenches. You belong here, friend. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to Failing Motherhood. My name is Danielle Bettman, and you're in for a special treat today. So, on Tuesdays, I always release an interview between me and an expert mom or just a mom down the street that has a very vulnerable story to share, and she's very passionate about getting her message out of normalizing that it's okay to feel like you're failing, and she shares her wins and her hope and her advice um, that helps you feel like you're not alone. And I love doing these episodes. I just want to dive even deeper. So today is the first episode of another midweek episode that will come out on Thursdays. And these episodes will be just me, and we'll be able to dive into a specific topic of a reason why we feel like we're failing, what is contributing to our failure, and ways that we can circumvent that or prevent that or um, work with it and be aware of it and confront it. So I feel like we can do even more because things are so hard right now that the most important thing we can do is identify what we even have control over anymore, what is worth worrying about anymore, 
um, what is within our control and what is not. So I'm here to, to share that. And I thought the first episode of doing that would be helpful if I could give you even more of an idea of who I am. Because there may be people listening to this episode that don't follow me on social media, don't have a whole lot of background of who I am and why I started this in the first place because I've just been the host so far. So this episode is getting to know me. Hi, my name is Danielle Bettman, and I am the owner of Wholeheartedly. I am a parenting coach. I am a certified teacher and a mama of two. I have a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. I've been married to my husband for 11 years, and we are high school sweethearts. I'm from South Dakota in the Midwest in the United States, and I was a competitive gymnast my whole entire life until I moved into cheerleading. And now I'm just a professional cheerleader for families and moms. So what else? My background of what how I got to Wholeheartedly was in college. I went to school to be a certified teacher in a program that was called the Inclusive Major, which was birth, early childhood, special ed, and elementary, all combined into one degree. And that would give me the most amount of career opportunities coming out of school that would work with families and work with young kids. And I'm really just been driven by providing what's best for kids from the first day that I started working in a daycare to all of the practicums that really influenced me and instilled in me a huge respect for kids and uh, allowed me to kind of be a scientist and observing how much kids are learning, how much they're growing and what they need. Kind of like I'm guessing someone who dives into horticulture and like plants and farming and all of the science that it takes to build a really good crop. That's basically me studying kids and figuring them out how they tick and how they work. And I always been really fascinated by brain science and development and our expectations and our ability to kind of influence that nature versus nurture piece. And now there is just so, so, so much research that is showing how powerful the environment and the parent-child relationship is. And I just want to spread this message all over the place because parents can be empowered. It's not to add pressure. It's to help them feel like what I'm doing is so worth the work because it's so hard. We have to know it's worth it, right? So that's my background in early childhood development. Out of school, I was a Head Start teacher and Head Start is ages three to five. Then I moved into early Head Start because I realized that those three-year-olds had already missed out on so much. I wanted to start at the beginning. So I started with brand new babies and I stayed with them for three years until they moved on to preschool. And after that, I started a home visiting program called Save the Children. Um, well, it was called Early Steps to School Success for Save the Children, the nonprofit. And it allowed me to be in the homes of families every single week for an hour that so wanted me to be there. They took me in under their wing made me feel like part of their family. They asked good questions. They did the homework. They worked with their kids. They read the books I brought. And I just realized so much that every single parent wants what's best for their kids. And they either have barriers in providing that or they didn't get their needs met themselves and therefore they're not able to show up and meet their child's needs in the way that they need them to. 
but every single parent loves their kids and wants a better life for them than they had. And this universality is so beautiful when we can harness that leverage for good. And so I ended up having my daughters and working at an in-home daycare for a little while so I could be with both of them when they were itty-bitty because they were 15 months apart, which I don't recommend. But then I started working at our local church and leading a mom's group that I was a part of. And uh, that really kind of ignited a fire under me because I was seeing how spreading the hope and the encouragement to all of these moms was influencing all of their kids and all of their childhoods, really, um, creating a really solid foundation from the very beginning. And it's all about mom's mindsets. It's all about our habits and our just ways of taking care of ourselves, our well-being. And like I've said a million times in this podcast probably already, a mom's mental health and a mom's mindset and her prioritizing her own well-being directly impacts and influences her child's well-being and her child's mental health. And these things are very interconnected. And when we realize the power of that, we can prioritize and not have guilt for taking care of ourselves. And we can make the main things the main things and know what to relinquish and let go of. And that's why we're here, right? So that's my story. I created Wholeheartedly in 2019 out of a just huge desire to serve and to um, equip and empower parents with even more information that um, wasn't conflicting, that was individualized to their family and their kids because there just there isn't one way to parent unfortunately, which is why there's no manual, just because, you know, one script of a consequence or something works for one family or even one child doesn't mean that it's going to work for your family or even a sibling. And it's frustrating that we feel like we have to start from scratch every time, but when we find really authentic ways of becoming the expert of our family and our child, We can really find the solutions that work and feel aligned with who we are and who our kids are, and that's really what matters. And I I just help provide the insight that allows you to feel confident in that. And so the way that I've been able to come alongside families with my clients for the last year and a half has been incredibly rewarding because... I just get to cheer them on in doing the hardest work ever that is really changing the trajectory of their family's future and creating a path to success for their child that wouldn't have been possible otherwise um, because of just the limitations um, of daily life. And it's powerful. And I... I'm not going to apologize for how transformational I really believe this work is. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you don't do it, then, you know, your kids are screwed. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I know that the families that I've worked with have been able to take on a whole new sense of sanity and and relieve stress and have peace of mind that they are actually showing up as the parent they want to be and they are understanding their kids' deep needs and meeting those. And that's really what we want as parents, right? Like if we knew that there was something we could do and knew that our child had an ear infection, we would go 
to the urgent care. We would get medicine. We want to help them. We don't want to see them suffer. And it's the same for their psychological and social-emotional well-being. And there just isn't a manual that came with them to figure out how to do that. And which, so that's why I'm here. And I do not have a specific parenting principle, philosophy, rubric that I follow because I do feel like it has to be so individualized that everything is amazing in theory, but you do have to be able to take bits and pieces like a buffet of parenting. So I have researched and learned through conscious parenting, respectful parenting, positive parenting, gentle parenting, attachment parenting, um, all of these positive discipline, conscious discipline, um, they all are just slightly different in their emphasis, but they all have the same heart behind them, which is to align us as parents with who our kids need us to be and being able to better understand their brain development and meet them where they're at and give them a whole lot of dignity through the process. Um, and and this seems revolutionary to us now because it wasn't what was happening in the recent generations, but I was reading more about it yesterday. And, you know, if you think about the indigenous cultures that have been, you know, in America for hundreds of years, like the, that culture was one that saw children as um, contributors and they saw them as valuable and they really respected their um, being and, and, you know, so it's not like it's a completely brand new thing. We're just really kind of getting back to the roots of how we're meant to function as human beings and how we're better in community, how we need family systems for a sense of belonging, how we're able to support each other in a village. And uh, we're just so far from it right now that it adds so much extra challenges and strains. So we do need to figure out what's important, what do I have in my toolkit to apply, and what is limiting me from being able to show up in that way? What do I have control over? And especially in a world that is bananas, off the rocker, unhinged, uh, feels very dire right now, then it's even more important that we do that. And the main way that I help you do that is because I went to a support group for families of alcoholics called Al-Anon. And this group taught me everything I know when it comes to how to save my sanity, how to save my marriage, and how to be a person that looks out for herself and takes care of herself so that I can show up for others. And the things that I learned in this support group I think are so universal when it comes to just best practices of health overall. But now when we are living, especially through a pandemic and raising kids where we have to reckon with this fact that our kids are ultimately outside of our control and this pandemic and our government and, you know, the climate change and natural disasters, all of these things are outside our control, just like when you have to reckon with a loved one having a disease that's out of your control. 
that's what this support group helps you do is be able to identify how do you make sure that you can be okay when your loved one or the world is not okay. And that's where I take practices from that work and build that into our individual work when we work together through coaching that I add to the parenting perspective. So it's not just like, you know, say this or don't do this in the middle of a tantrum. It's on top of that, it's helping you understand what is the story you're telling yourself that is making you triggered or so upset in that moment. Um, Why is it so hard to stay calm? Diving into all of that work. But it, you know, also has aspects of mindfulness that allows you to create the habits that allow you to take care of yourself and show up well. But then on top of all that is a blanket of best practices for your well-being that is rooted from some of these boundary, basic boundaries and, um, and self-care and really mindset habits that are helping you stay on track. And so this is what I'm also including in my work. And that's why I feel like I have a different perspective than, you know, the, a lot of other voices out there is because I see how important that is to be included with all of the other work. And you can't just have parenting strategies. You can't just have mindset shifts and you can't just have well-being best practices. You need to have them all holistically for your family to be thriving and for you to be thriving. And that's what I help you do. And so that's kind of where I've come to in wholeheartedly and through my work and it keeps evolving to best meet the needs of the families that I work with. But um, I just really wanted to share my heart and some of my story and be able to paint that picture for you. I really do have a big dream and a big mission when it comes to the impact um, that we can have on the next generation. And here's what it is. All kids need their core needs met in the first seven years of life. Those core needs are based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They need physiological needs of all of their basic needs met, um, hunger, uh, shelter, clothes, you know, water, sleep. They also need safety and security. They also need love and belonging. They also need autonomy and control. And when we meet these core needs through the parent-child relationship in a way that uh, is wiring their brain in the healthiest way through attunement, then they can fully be a child who can fully be a healthy grown-up. And um, this work allows them to become really, really well-adjusted and a healthy, contributing grown-up and human being. But when these deep core needs aren't met, then... Uh, they have a deficit and a gap and um, their brain is missing connections that don't allow them to be able to trust in relationships and connect with people and um, have really strong self-esteem and, and core beliefs about themselves. And those areas make them show up as hurt you know later in life that they have to heal from and if they don't heal from them hurt people go on to hurt more people and I really feel like this is the simplest way that I can explain where we struggle as a society and how we struggle as adults and I've always been so motivated by the research that has shown that a dollar invested in um, the first seven years of a human's life 
pays off seven times that investment later on to the society as a whole. And what that means is if you empower a young family with support, with resources, with education, with programming, in those first seven years, when it's most influential, when 90% of that child's brain is being wired, then that you will have much less need in that human's life for the too little, too late solutions like unemployment, welfare, um, incarceration, uh, you know, mental health services, all of these things that come up later as these needs when a person needs to be healed. It's much easier to make that investment when they are um, creating that foundation in the first place. And that's where I see, you know, part of what I do lining up with that is when you invest in having a coach, when you invest in having a parenting personal trainer, essentially, then you are getting it right the first time for your child so that they don't have to do a lot of that healing later. And I'm not saying that you're causing that hurt. I'm just saying that there is um, a lot of knowledge in understanding what it takes to do that well and what it ta- and there's a lot of our conditioning that just does not allow us and limits us in our abilities. So when we understand that and we can master that and we can do the, we can be good enough in those areas, we are creating a totally different trajectory for our kids and for the next generation. And that could a generation of actually well-adjusted humans could completely change the world. And that's where I see this work going. I really do align with the idea of being like a children's rights advocate, which may seem like a bizarre concept, but it's really just helping adults see how kids should be treated and working to create policies and funding that represent that. And I feel like, especially in America, we have a lot of work to do in that area when it comes to parental leave, when it comes to um, child care resources, when it comes to um, valuing child care providers, um, coming alongside postpartum care, um, mental health resources for moms. I mean, we have so much work to do in that area that would um, allow children to thrive that um, I hope that the impact that I leave on this world can make a movement in that area. I also want to see a giant revolution in parents raising up questions and pushing for better opportunities when it comes to public education because our public education system has been struggling for a very long time because it was set up very archaically for um, the early 1900s of of what we needed civilians to be and be equipped for. And it's not at all aligned with how kids learn. And uh, the resources have just been declining and declining. And then now with the pandemic, it is just so exacerbated. The problems are out of control. I really, really, really want to see parents advocating for in their local areas change for the better at this point. And I think that we can do it if we get enough voices to be a part of that movement. And I don't know what that looks like, um, but I just know that it's needed. And every single person's voice, just like in our election, we know that it is it makes a difference and it's needed. And our kids need us to change the trajectory of all of these things for them. So that's my super long rant. <laughs> I just got up on a pedestal and like 
blurted out everything, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. I want you to know my heart. I want you to know my mission and what I do. And um, I hope that you that it aligns with you. I hope that you can rally behind these ideas and you can see the need for them and that you can say, me too. Um, so send me a message on Instagram DM. That's the best way to get a hold of me. I'm at parent underscore wholeheartedly and say, hey, I I love this. I love I want to be behind this. Um, I'm for it, me too. Um, and let's talk about what that could look like. And um, I just want to just want to get to know you and know your heart and know um, what lights you up and what puts a fire under you. What pedestal could you get up on and and share from your soapbox? Um, uh, podcasting is kind of strange because it feels very much like I'm just talking to a void and there's no one on the other side. So remind me that there are people listening and um, and that it matters and you care. Um, that like, even if it's just one message a week, it really keeps me going. So. I don't want this episode to be super long, even though it already is. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for um, taking the time out of your week to have something for yourself and to show up as the mom that you want to be and strive for that and work towards that. I genuinely am cheering you on and I believe in you and I know that we can do hard things. You are an amazing mom. You are the mom your kids need, and let's do hard things together. Let's change the world. 